Hello, everyone, and welcome to GACC South Unplugged, a transatlantic conversation with CEO Matthias Hoffman. And I am Mike Sam, and I am sitting in today for Roger Manus this month. But first, let me introduce the host of our show, Matthias. Uh, welcome to the program. Hello, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Now, Roger is off, so I'm pinch hitting for him today. His dad is celebrating, I believe it's his 87th birthday today. And I can tell you, my mom just celebrated her 89th a couple days ago. And so when they get to a certain age, you want to make sure you spend as much time as you can with your folks. Absolutely. Completely understandable. And hey, we have met before, so it's yep. not like we're strangers. So really looking forward to doing that today with you. And we have a wonderful guest here today with us, right? We do. It's like old friends, you and I. And uh, when I found out I'd be substituting for Roger today, I listened to some of your old podcasts to find out what I was getting myself into. And I am excited about being here, but I'm also double excited because of your special guest. Why don't you introduce her, please? Exactly. We have Inge Hofkens, member of the executive board of Arubis as a COO of Multimetal Recycling here with us. So Arubis, big company, Hamburg-based, right? And when I met Inge the first time and we were talking the first time, you know, the, the name sounds pretty German, right? So I just started talking right away in German with her. And then I was like, oops, maybe she's not German, but from Belgium, Inge. <laughs> Exactly. That is uh, that happens to me more than just you. So uh, thank you, Matthias, for having me here. Um, it's a, it's really a great opportunity to uh, to visit you. First time for me in uh, in Atlanta here in your offices. Thank you. Oh, well, we have to ask you then. What are your first impressions of Atlanta? Big city. <laughs> I think if you compare to Belgium, I think uh, we have some 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 similarities there. I think uh, which makes that uh, uh, not only Atlanta but uh, the the country itself is huge. Yes, <laughs> and this time of the year, as Matthias knows. One day it can be very very hot and very warm, and the very next day freezing cold. This time of the year, welcome to Atlanta. <laughs> Sounds like Belgium, too. <laughs> okay. Arubis is the name of the company. Why don't we start with a very basic question? Tell us all about your company and what your company does. Okay. Thank you for that. So uh, Arubis is a, a leading global company that provides non-ferrometals and uh, is one of the largest copper recyclers uh, in the world. How do we do that? We transform raw materials into metal and into value to provide metals again back for an innovative and sustainable world. Our metals are the foundation of the modern world. Without our metals, no energy transition, no e-mobility, no digitalization. With our cutting-edge recycling activities, we keep valuable and strategic relevant metals in the loop. Arubis produces about 1 million tons of copper cathodes, which is the base uh, material as a metal. And from that, we produce a variety of products like continuous cast shapes, profiles, and flat rolled products, all made of copper and copper alloys. Next to that, we also produce a variety of other metals like uh, nickel, precious metals, selenium, lead, tin, and zinc. And to this portfolio, we also include additional products like sulfuric acid and iron silicates. We follow a zero-waste approach, meaning that every material we put in our furnaces and in our installations will be converted in a valuable product. We have about uh, 6,900 employees working in our uh, family wow. with production sites in Europe and now since uh, a very short time, we are building this uh, new plant as well in the, in the United States. And um, we are active through a very large uh, distribution network around the world. That's super interesting because, yeah. you know, like, let me chime in here. When I first met people from Arubis, that was in 2021. And it wasn't like, hey, 
they're strangers, they don't know what we as a German-American Chamber of Commerce are doing because they have been working in the past with our colleagues. We have German Chambers of Commerce abroad in 92 countries. So they knew my colleagues in Bulgaria, in Peru and in other countries and they have done business with them. So it was super easy to get in touch and say like, hey, you know, we can help you with entering the market. It's a small world. It's a small world, absolutely. Yeah. It may have been easier to ask you what Arubis doesn't do because that was very, very impressive. But as Matthias said, a small time now in the U.S. Talk about your involvement in the U.S., your investments in the United States, and how involved the company is in this country. We start to build our first-of-a-kind and state-of-the-art facility for multi-metal recycling here in uh, Georgia State, and more particularly in Augusta. Augusta. Okay. Yeah. A very neat and nice uh, city, um, which I got to know only uh, very recently, because uh, as I stepped into my new role as a COO, I only came to um, to Augusta like six weeks ago for the first time. Now, you know, that's where the Masters Golf Tournament is. So it's required that everybody that works for Arubis that works there has to play golf. And gets a ticket to the tournament, right? Good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good luck with that. I think that was maybe also a bit of a challenge that we actually un- understood that while the Masters are being there, you also have to think quite flexible of what happens in that week. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That might be a week where you, you take off. They don't go to they work from home. But, but you talk about expansion into Augusta. Why expansion into the U.S. at this time? I think uh, recycling and the way how we do this metal recycling has uh, had always large opportunities uh, around the world. This is really global activities. But in, in the United States, recycling activities from that kind of, of, of how we do it is actually has been non-existent so far. And a huge amount of material actually was exported out of the country. We have been always on solid ground in Europe, where we have been growing our activities. And uh, from that, we, we actually saw the huge opportunity that we have to also be active with our with an own facility on the, Europe, on the U.S. ground. Arubis could have picked any place in the United States to expand to, but they chose Georgia. And Matthias, why do you think they chose our state? The difficult, difficult point for me, because as a Chamber of Commerce here for the southern United States, we represent 11 states in the region, North Carolina down to Florida in the west, including Texas. So each state offers great opportunities for German company. It just depends on what is the company doing? You know, do you need access to ports? Do you need good infrastructure? And then, of course, and I think we'll we'll get to that later. Workforce, right? So workforce is always a, a big issue for German companies. But hey, we're doing business here with the state of Georgia, fantastic state. You know, from Governor Kemp to Pat Wilson, the commissioner, to his economic development team, they're doing a fantastic job. They have been even during the pandemic in and out to visit our rubis in Hamburg. So I think that they earned the company here as well, right? Absolutely, I could not agree more. And I think I would like to take the opportunity also to thank again the city and the citizens of Augusta, Richmond County and Georgia as a whole. Because as you say, they have been very, very supportive so far and keep on uh, giving us that support throughout uh, this whole trajectory. Well, as we start the show, we've been talking about Arubis, but I'm going to get a little personal right now. Let's find out a little bit about you, maybe in your story and, and how you ended up where you are today. Thank you for that. I started about 30 years ago in this business. You started when you were like five years old. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
was a bit older than that one, but pretty young still indeed. And uh, it was, uh, um, I started off in Germany, actually in the southern part of Germany, being active as a scrap buyer, 22 years old. And that was not so easy for me because uh, you kind of had to come in a world where you either, uh, you either su succeed or you fail. That simple. And uh, it was tough because my German at that point in time was really not <laughs> nowhere at that point in time. Uh, so I had to learn quickly, but it was it was super interesting. And if I look back on that period, um, maybe there's also where I, I got my negotiation skills experience uh, ahead of me. Let, let me ask you that because you started as a scrap buyer. You're a woman, right? So that's a very male-dominated industry, I assume, right? And now you're on the on the board of Aurubis. So was it easy or was it difficult to shatter the glass? Or, or maybe we can even call it the copper ceiling here? Oh, well done. Yeah, <laughs> thought about that before. No, I think, I think for me, yes, it was tough in the beginning. And as you uh, rightly say, very male-dominated, surely in the scrap business. I think uh, the, the, the few women that I would meet were, were maybe the daughters of the owners. When I would go to, uh, to conferences or conventions, you could count a handful of, uh, a handful of women in the, in the rooms. On the other hand, the company I worked for in the past was really very women-friendly from, from day one as I, I came there. I think uh, in the pool of buyers, we had maybe even up to 50% of women versus uh, our mm -hmm. male colleagues. So in that environment and growing in that environment, for me, that was just a natural thing. Mm -hmm. Going from there... I think once you kind of got the expertise and got into the competence of uh, knowing what you're looking at, then I never looked back, let's say, anymore. And, and I feel that uh, there has been no difference uh, as such for me mm -hmm. being a woman uh, in this business. And I think going forward, for, for, for people in general, I think it's so much more important that we look at contribution and that we look at the value that, uh, that our, our, uh, our colleagues and, and people in the business uh, contribute to whether we are male or female. Provocative question here. We're hosting in the next days a women empowerment event. So you would say we don't need that or would you join that event if you would be here? <laughs> I would not say uh, I would not join it. I think I, I start to realize that indeed if you are getting a bit, uh, bit further in your career path, I came to realize that uh, even though you might not want it, that other people or other women might see you as a role model. Mm -hmm. And understanding about that, if I can help my female colleagues in just crossing maybe some of their own boundaries mm -hmm. to to make their next steps happening, I'm happy to uh, to support on that one. And that I do feel is, uh, is important. Mm -hmm. When Matthias introduced you, he mentioned that you are on the executive board for the company. What is your role and responsibility on the board? So I am a COO for the multi-metal recycling part. That means that I am responsible for all the recycling plants of the group, where we have two in Belgium, one in, in Germany and uh, one in the north of, uh, of Spain. And uh, also now the next upcoming uh, new recycling plant we have here in the, in the United States. Also the um, environmental protection teams department is in, in my portfolio, as well as the commercial activities related to the whole recycling activity. So meaning the, the sourcing of the raw materials from the markets in general. When we began the podcast, you were talking about your company and all of the precious metals that you produce, and you had a smile on your face the whole time. What is it about the metal industry that fascinates you? 
I don't know if you have ever seen copper in a liquid uh, in a liquid phase, but if you if you have uh, raw materials like uh, scrap, but we also have primary materials in our organization, and you convert them into copper, the moment where the copper gets poured out of the furnace, that's actually a really crazy momentum, and it still strikes me every time that I go into the plants. You see that momentum, then then I get excited that that is possible. Even that copper gets that that we can get that copper out of these raw materials. In general, it, what is also really nice about uh, the metal recycling is that you can keep that, you can do that forever and ever. It's a, it is a process whereby once it is, is mined and it is uh, used, there is no change to the quality of copper by recycling it and by bringing it back into the circle. And it's really disclosing the loop that is so fascinating about this world. Um, with um, constant changing products and product design, also meaning that you have a constant change of the type of scraps that are coming out mm -hmm. and coming back into, into the chain through the collection and through the processing of uh, scraps that then can actually be recovered again. And alongside of the copper, these all other metals uh, coming along and to tackle them as well and to kind of find the right ways uh, to separate them. I think that's also where the, the expertise of Arubis lies in this really high know-how and expertise in separating the different metals from each other. Let, let's take a little bit to the sustainability part here. So I read on your homepage that you want to have a production that is CO2 neutral by 2050, right? So what are you doing there in the whole sustainability world? It's a big buzzword, right? But Absolutely. what exactly, what's the, in, in detail, what are you doing to keep our planet healthy and, and sustainable in an ecological sense? I think uh, CO2 uh, neutrality is... Uh, is a part of the sustainability track. It is an important part, and uh, yes, it is uh, one that has uh, our full attention. We have been, or we started already, quite some uh, some tracks on how we can change our gas-fired furnaces, for instance, into electricity steered furnaces. We are doing tests with hydrogen. We have been doing testing already with ammonia. And um, these testings are not just like ideas on paper, but also actual tryouts uh, that we are currently investigating. This comes, of course, with quite some, uh, some, some, some investments ahead of us, and we want to choose the right ones that, uh, that fit best to our, to our model. But uh, coming back to the, the broader picture of sustainability, sustainability is far more than just CO2 mm -hmm. neutrality. I would say that even by the way on how we deal with our raw material sources, whether they are coming from primary or whether they are coming from secondary, we put really high value into where our sources come from and to diligently source these materials. We find it also very, very important to be not only having our plants on sites, but also being very active in the regions and in the communities where we are active, to have close collaboration with, uh, with the people we work with mm -hmm. around our plants. And in, and, and in that regard, I think it's also for many of our plants in full symbiosis, not only with the communities that are often very close to our plants or came close, close to mm -hmm. our plants over this century uh, age of evolution, but also in symbiosis with, uh, with our nature around us. What, what are you doing in terms of, is it awareness raising in the communities? Telling people, hey, how does recycling work? How does it help? It is, uh, it is uh, on, on different angles. It's indeed, mm -hmm. we are doing a lot of exchanges with schools and, uh, and the communities to understand, make our story understand and what we do exactly like you say. And on the other hand, also um, for social activities where we support and help communities in, in the activities which are really relevant for them. Question. So you smelter metals now in... In, uh, in Augusta, and then you ship them back to Europe right now, right? 
That, that's my understanding? It is uh, not fully correct okay. <laughs> because we will uh, definitely also um, be active on the on the US market. So mm -hmm. we are in uh, in talks already with for outlets also on, on US ground. So we will do both. As a follow-up question talking about sustainability, are you finding there's a difference in the environmental standards between Europe and the US? We will definitely for our US side build it in accordance with the highest environmental standards, the way we know them also in Europe, and it will allow for the most environmental friendly recycling. Very good. Well, what about workforce now? Because that's, I mean, we, we had recently conducted our annual survey on German companies in the US. As in the previous years, what's the biggest pain point for German companies? What's the biggest obstacle in terms of growth? It's always workforce. And so not just German companies, yes, all yes, companies. Yes, all companies. Yeah. And not just here in the US, but worldwide, right? So but what are you doing there now? I mean our Rubis in Augusta, I assume that there are certain pockets that you can kind of get your employees from, but how how do you get them? How do you train them? Are you gonna use like apprenticeship systems or you know like, what's the process there and maybe even more important once you have them how do you keep them sure yeah that is indeed a, a very fair question and uh, i think we are still working out a lot on that one but what we have figured out already is that in uh, the richmond county workforce is really highly skilled and that they have an entrepreneurial spirit and i think the latter one is exactly that what uh, what we are looking for as well we have had great support so far already in uh, setting up our training uh, activities we will train uh, our people both on uh, on site prepare them and we will also send uh, our uh, our workforce to the european sites to actually onboard them there and train while they are executing the job there so when they are back and the furnaces and the installations are actually installed that they can start right away uh, in that same spirit we have uh, we will of course also have a lot of our European colleagues supporting that one and we will have also um, our colleagues over down here to make that process all work together apart from the how you train them but why would somebody want to work for you guys over there I mean yes Aruba's biggest German investment in the history of Georgia and now even extending that investment amount, right? So that that's a good plus point for sure, right? But what else? Why would I go, you know, to Augusta and work for you guys? I think we have a we have a couple of key factors which we can definitely take into account. I would say for the number one, Arubis is a financially very sound organization. Uh, we have no debt. We have a, a very good base to start with from the, from that one. I think that's really important. Our uh, European sites are also, most of them, all over 100 years old. And our Hamburg site, 150 years old. That means also something that we really put value on the long run. We are here to stay and we are not here just uh, just uh, to, to pop up and to go back again. So that's what we, that is our offer to, uh, to the workforce here in Georgia State. It's like we are going to offer them a job for, for there to be on a long time. I think we also have a, a very nice Arubis family in general. And um, when you are with Arubis, you, you, you kind of feel that it is really like also a family business. And that's what we also want to have here in Georgia mm -hmm. State. That's wonderful. Well, as we look five, ten years down the road, are you at liberty to say maybe what your plans are looking forward? Augusta, I'm assuming maybe is just a start. Can you talk about what we might see with Arubis down the road? Well, you know, thank you for that question. But as we are a public uh, stock listed company, mm -hmm. I can, of course, not uh, come forward with answering you that question uh, like that. It's clear that we have started here with this journey to be here and to stay here. And we will certainly look into any potential opportunities ahead of us. 
All right. Well, as we get ready to wrap up the podcast today, any final comments, any final thoughts about Arubis that you want to share with our listeners? I would say I would love to take this opportunity. We are here to really build our workforce. So any of you listening to this podcast that is interested in our story, please have a look on our website, arubis.com. Reach out to people that you can find on the on the website. Uh, we are happy to uh, to talk to you and wel- welcome you in, in our Arubis family. And I want to make sure everybody knows how to spell Arubis. It's A-U-R-U-B-I-S dot com. Great. And Matthias, as we get ready to wrap up here for the German-American Chamber of Commerce here in the South, you've got some big events coming up. Why don't you talk about that? Sure, sure. First of all, thank you very much, Inge, for coming here. It's it's always, and I, I really want to mention that, it's always great. You know, I'm working with the German Chamber System for, for a long time already, and it's great to see that you know companies like Arubis have done business with our colleagues around the world and now doing business here in the U.S. and drawing on our experience, our knowledge here in the market. So so that's something that I, I highly appreciate, you know, when, when we see that German companies, you know, like use the whole German chamber network across the whole world. So so I find that fantastic. Thanks for coming here again, uh, Inge. So what do we have in store for the chamber now coming up? I, I would, I mean, we have our homepage, gacsouth.com, right? Uh, so you can see the event calendar there, but I would like to focus on three activities that okay. are coming up. So 24th of April, our SME Business Development Conference in Charlotte. That's uh, an annual conference, very well-known, high-level speakers, very nice plenary sessions, but also breakout rooms. So everybody in the Southern region should definitely have a look and join that one. Then we have coming up in June, actually, for our German audience here, um, the German-American Business Forum, where we team up with our sister chambers here from the U.S. And in Frankfurt, we will organize the German-American Business Forum, uh, a one-day conference, again, very much for newcomers, German companies that have not set their their feet into the U.S. market, and uh, we are preparing them to do so at that event. And then April 12th, launch of our Tennessee chapter at FedEx Logistics at the headquarters in Memphis. So that's that's a new addition to our regional setup. So um, we saw from our member base that hey, you know, they, they want to have a stronger presence there in 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 Memphis, in Chattanooga, in Tennessee as a state in total. So we're starting there with a great event over there. So again, you can see the details there on our homepage and then of course delegations German companies coming in business delegations to Florida solar energy to to Louisiana shipbuilding maritime business to Texas in terms of smart city and of course also outgoing delegations so that's what we have in store for the next month and thank you very much Mike you're gonna be a very busy man aren't you yeah it's my team that is gonna be busy right <laughs> well I want to thank uh, our guests and I want to thank you Matthias as well as the host of the show and want to thank our listeners as well for joining us here on GACC South Unplugged, a transatlantic conversation with our CEO, Matthias Hoffman. I have been your moderator, Mike Salmon, this month filling in for Roger Manis. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time right here on Business Radio X.